Welcome to another informative episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. My name is Jeremy Vandekerkov. I am a team leader with Vernon Search and Rescue's Helicopter Winter Rescue Team. Anytime anyone, whether they're a recreationalist or a worker or something like that, working in a remote location, if they're in need of help, we're able to come out and provide that service to them as well on behalf of the government of BC through Emergency Management BC. No Harm is the podcast for health and safety professionals like you. We're here to help you sharpen your professional skills and better understand emerging issues. So in the past, we have uh, rescued um, injured loggers and things like that, where accidents have happened in remote locations where it would have taken several hours to, in order to get them up to a staging area and then out. And then for things like that, we typically take about 15 to 20 minutes instead of three to four hours. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and for this episode, I'm in Vernon, British Columbia, which, of course, is in Western Canada. I know many of our listeners are from Canada, and in particular, Western Canada. And, of course, we like doing these episodes that are really meaningful to you as an HSE professional. And I think this one is really going to resonate because I'm in Vernon, and I'm at the airport. This is where the Vernon Search and rescue team marshals their missions as they go out into the province and they rescue people who are in difficult situations. Not only people who have become involved in unfortunate accidents when they're riding their motorbikes out in the forest or the bush or that sort of thing, but also people who work in remote locations. And that's something that I want to focus on in this episode. So I'm here with the crew leader for Vernon Search and Rescue, and he has a very special role. In fact, you are with the helicopter winch team. Jeremy, tell me about this. I'm with the helicopter winch team out of Vernon here. We've been doing it now for, we've been live and active for the past three and a half years. Project's been going on now for the past eight years. And this is a follow-up to running an MOU with the province of BC for running the very first uh, civilian winch rescue team. Now, what does that mean, a winch rescue team? What sort of missions do you undertake? First off, a winch rescue team is we use a medium helicopter, typically a Bell 412, that's equipped with a, uh, a winch on the side of the machine. Uh, the winch has 300 feet of cable, can lift 600 pounds, which means we can go into areas and extract patients from really any sort of terrain, any sort of steepness, cliff, anything like that, uh, and then bring them inside the machine and start treatment with them uh, without ever touching down. Okay, so in a previous episode where we talked to some of the people from the Royal Canadian Marine Search and Rescue, they're actually a little bit north of here on the Shushwap Lake system. Sometimes you work together because I guess they have patients that are in, in difficult situations where they need to be winched off a beach, for instance, that sort of thing? Yeah, so we've trained with the group up in Shushwap there to both winch off of um, larger boats, their own boats, and beaches. And what that's designed to do is to decrease the amount of time that it takes to get those patients to the hospital. Carrying them by boat or in the night or something like that could take a considerable amount of time. Whereas if they can start the extraction, then we can finish it off, or we can both go at the same time and then see uh, which of us meets the patient first, and then decrease the overall time that it takes to get that patient to the hospital. Great. Now, before we started to roll, we were talking a little bit, and you were telling me about how your work starts where the road ends. Tell me about that. So we can be tasked by 
any uh, emergency service. So RCMP, the pol which is the police here, the ambulance service, BC ambulance service, coroner's department, any, any government agency. So wherever they are unable to respond to due to remoteness, weather, whatever it might be, we are then tasked by them to go and look after the patient. So what are the implications here then for the valuable work that you do for people who are working in the resource industry? For people who work in the resource industry, we, we are tasked to anyone in need and it, it goes through the, the ambulance service. So anytime anyone, whether they're a recreationist or a worker or something like that, working in a remote location, if they're in need of help, we're able to come out and provide that service to them as well on behalf of the government of BC through Emergency Management BC. So in the past, we have uh, rescued um, injured loggers and things like that, where accidents have happened in remote locations where it would have taken a very prolonged period of time, several hours, to in order to get them up to a staging area and then out. And then for things like that, we typically take about 15 to 20 minutes instead of three to four hours. So the HSE people really need to know about you. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, after all, this is Canada. And... In Canada, there are a lot of remote work locations. It might be in the oil patch, it might be in forestry, and you know there are times, I guess, when the most effective way to get an injured worker out of a out of a very bad situation and to a hospital is through services like yours. Absolutely, particularly when they are a difficult to access location prior to even getting them to the road. So if that first bit requires rope rescue or something like that, that's the part we can really shrink down the time on. The nice thing about our machine is that we can then carry on treatment and transport that patient as well. So it's a, it's a very complete package. Well, Jeremy, this is such intriguing work that you do. I know behind us here, we have your hangar. Do you want to take me in here and, and let's take a look at some of your apparatus? Absolutely, yeah, let's head in. Okay. All right, tell me what we're looking at. So we're inside one of our storage lockers here, and this is, uh, normally our kit is not quite stored here, but right now we're actually working on uh, developing nighttime uh, winch rescue as well. Uh, so we were recently at the airport here um, doing night winching, and then we also flew uh, around the Okanagan Valley and did uh, winching at night up to 120 feet in fairly strong winds, and it went very well. Right. Now, of course, I, I know that our listeners can appreciate this. As Sartex, you need to keep your people safe as well. So I, I'm seeing things that are really important to safety here. I'm seeing helmets and I'm seeing uh, the right kind of boots and the right kind of gloves. Tell me about this. Yeah, so we have very high safety standards when it comes to our PPE. Uh, beside us here, you can see some of our flight suits. Our flight suits are all Nomex and fireproof, including our harnesses. Our harnesses are uh, fire resistant and are the only harness in the world that's actually approved for what we do. Uh, very specific. Our helmets, uh, which are around three to four thousand dollars a piece, are handmade carbon fiber with integrated uh, communication devices and provide us with the safety we need in any environment that we find ourselves in. Well, obviously, uh, this is very expensive gear, as you talked about. Just, just that helmet is four thousand dollars. Let's step back outside and let's talk about how you fund all of this. So given that our listeners work in industry, what message do you have for them? You know, there's kind of a reciprocal thing here where they need your help and you need their help as well. Tell me about this. 
Well, right now uh, we have um, no direct funding from the government. Uh, we do get uh, reimbursed for the helicopter time, but all of our equipment, training and everything is all done through fundraising. Uh, we're also completely fueled by volunteers. So we're always in need for funds, further medical equipment, further training for our crews in order to meet um, all the difficult environments that we operate in. So the corporate support that you get is really important to you? Corporate support is very important to us, yes. Is there a story that you can tell me that was a rescue that was in a corporate or industrial situation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a number of years ago, we were called out to a uh, long line accident where a tree had fallen, caught the long line and taken out three workers, one having very serious injuries. We were called in after three ambulances and another medical helicopter had arrived. None of them had actually been able to extricate the patient. Um, we arrived on scene from the time that we laid eyes on the patient, uh, winched two members down plus a stretcher, extracted them from 250 feet in the air. Total mission time was 20 minutes to handing them off and flying them to hospital. So again, this was in a remote location and without your help, there would have been a very unfortunate outcome, I would suspect, for the workers. It definitely would have not been as good of an outcome for the worker. It wasn't a very remote location. It was off uh, the side of a highway in a very rural location, quite far from any hospitals. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for telling me about this valuable work that your crew does. I think this is something that not a lot of people really know about and understand. No, I, I believe that's very true. They, they, they tend to meet us at the worst day of their lives. But uh, yeah, the more people that know about it would be great. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the No Harm Health and Safety Podcast. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us for free on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a rating or review. It helps others find us. And hey, be sure to tell your friends and colleagues who can benefit from our podcast. The No Harm Health and Safety Podcast is a production of Stimulant Strategies and Stimulant Media Productions. You can learn more about us at stimulant.ca. All the best, everyone, and stay safe.